So if you haven't been here um, or have missed some in between what we started a couple weeks ago is a relationship series we're calling Hashtag Relationship Goals. So what we looked at the first week is baggage and what we can bring into relationships. So if you haven't listened to any of these, you can obviously go back and listen to them on the uh, on Spotify or, or any other place you get podcasts. So we looked at baggage. Last week we looked at singleness. And so the next two weeks, what we're going to do is this week we're going to focus on four qualities that you're looking for in a man. Next week we're going to look at four qualities you're looking for in a woman. Okay? So as we talk about these things, I think it's super important for you to pay attention to both sides. You might sit here as like a guy and say, well, I don't really need to pay attention today because I'm not looking for myself. And you might next week as a girl say, well, I don't need to pay attention because I'm a girl and so I need people to come after me. I think this is incredible to look at both sides because what you're doing when you're looking for these qualities is I'm hopefully giving you kind of a free guide as guys this week are things that you can be looking to do and improve in your life if this isn't something that's strong to you because this, these are things that women are looking for and what God has, has kind of called us to be as men. And so there's four things I want to lay out to you today. But as we begin, I want you to be thinking about, have you ever been looking for something and you can't find it? Have you ever been looking for something when you can't find it? So um, you can see up here on the stage, you can see my backpack. Um, those that don't know, I, I have a, I would say a pretty bad, I don't know if you call it an addiction or obsession with this brand called Seek Discomfort. If you don't know what this is, um, I, it's a group on YouTube called Yes Theory. It's a group of guys that used to live in California um, in this house together, and all they do is they take these adventures, push their comfort zone, do crazy things. I just watched one the other day. They're over in um, Europe, and they drop these two guys off with no money, no food, no cell phone in the middle of a city they've never been to, and they have to find um, meals to eat, a place to stay overnight, and make it through 24 hours without any other stuff. This is the kind of stuff they do rely on the generosity of strangers. So they also then came out with a clothing brand called Seek Discomfort. And they usually drop merchandise every month. And so I've gotten a couple backpacks. I got a ton of clothes. But anyways, you don't care to hear all that. This book bag, we had moved a year ago to the house that we're living in. Packed up all of our stuff, moved it into our new house. And this book bag was packed away downstairs in this box on one of the shelves in the storage area. So one day, I like to kind of change up my book bag. I don't know how you guys are. Maybe you're fine with just one book bag the whole year, and you never want to change it up. And maybe you only have one book bag, so you're like, Taylor, we don't have 50 book bags like you. Okay, I get it. I like book bags. So I've got like four book bags, so I'm always changing it up every so often. I, I got to change it up, give a fresh look, you know? And so I go to look for this book bag. I know I have it, but I'm going to look for it. I go downstairs in one of the drawers where I think it'll be. It's not there. I go upstairs in one of our spare bedrooms, look in the closet, it's not there. I go downstairs where the book bag is, look in a couple boxes, it's not there. I go upstairs, I go to Shannon and I say, hey, have you seen this book bag? I don't know where it's at, but I know we have it. No, I don't know where it's at. Well, that was very helpful. So I keep looking, and I'm telling you, it was like two weeks, I keep going to the same exact spot. You ever gone to these spots when you're looking for something you can't find, you know it might be there, and you just keep going back hoping it'll be there. So I keep going back to these same like four spots. I go up to the, the spare bedroom closet, still not there. Go downstairs where I think it'll be, still not there. And just hoping one of these days I'll get there and it'll just magically be there. That's my hope, is it'll just magically be there. Then all of a sudden, then all of a sudden, 
I start thinking one night. These are the things I think about when I'm laying in bed. I need to find my book bag. Where is it? So I'm laying there. I go, I know where it's at. I know exactly where it's at. So the next day I go downstairs into the basement, open up this box that's labeled book bags that I should have started with, and I dig all the way to the bottom, and I find this backpack. And sometimes it takes us just a little bit when we're looking for something to just kind of pull away from the situation a little bit or just keep thinking about it. I don't know how you do it. And just start to go through in our heads, where could this be? And as you pull yourself out of the situation a little bit, you begin to remember, oh yeah, that's exactly where it is. We were at somebody's house last night. Um, my wife's friends, we went over and played some games and had some food. And um, we were playing a game and we were thinking about some of like the leaders of the countries during World War II. So we remember people like Hitler and Stalin, and we couldn't remember the Italian guy until um, I finally got home, and I'm, what do you know, I'm laying in bed, and I'm just sitting there, and I go, it's Mussolini. Exactly, and I'm like, he's not even here. He doesn't even care anymore. He probably isn't even thinking about it anymore. But I remembered it as I pulled myself away from the situation, I was able to remember what I was looking for. And I think a lot of times what we do in relationships as a woman, I'm speaking to you guys here for a second, is we look out there and we're searching for something that we can't always put words to, and it's, it's a godly person that's going to treat us well, respect us well, give us high value. And so we see somebody that goes to church maybe, and they show us love, and we think that's good. If I were just to go and say, well, this is the exact book bag that I'm looking for, but if I just find another book bag and say, well, I guess that'll be okay, it'll suffice, I don't know if I would truly be satisfied because this is exactly in my head what I want. I can't just switch it out for any other backpack. And we do that a lot of times in relationships as we're looking for a guy from a woman's perspective. We go, man, but he shows me love. But he goes to church. And that's about all we can really say about them. And so we're looking around trying to find what we're supposed to be looking for but we're just fine if we find something that's similar. And I think we need to take this a little bit step further because this is the most important relationship that you will decide besides Jesus. This decision you make of who you're going to spend the rest of your life with besides Jesus is the second most important decision when it comes to relationships. And so this isn't a matter where we can just settle for something that's very similar. This isn't a matter that, oh, they go to church, they say they like Jesus, they say they're a nice person, they show me love, but does that mean they're really what they're supposed to be? Maybe they're putting a front on. You guys are probably, most of you are old enough that you've seen guys put on the, the front, the face mask. Oh yeah, this is what I am. And you get to know them and that's not even close. And so hopefully, girls, I'm going to give you four qualities for a guy that you should be looking for. And guys, these are four things that hopefully you should be showing in your life. Okay? Four things. Look for a man that loves God. That's what I'm going to unpack for you guys in the next few minutes. So the first one, we're going to be in Genesis chapter 3 if you want to turn there and be there. I'm just bouncing around, but we're going to look at the story of Adam and Eve. And believe it or not, in Genesis chapter 3, if you don't know this section of the Bible, this is when sin enters in the world. And we're going to find four qualities in 
like four or five verses within chapter 3 that are going to show you what a man should be like. Okay? So the first one you're going to see is this quality. Men, you need to be a leader, not lazy. Leader, not lazy. You say, Taylor, where, where is this at? Okay, let's look at Genesis chapter 3, verse 6. It says this. The woman was convinced she saw, or convinced she saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious and she wanted wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it too. Men that love God lead their women towards God. When you look at a situation like this, here's the scene we're in. If you don't know what scene we're in, we're at this scene where a, a, a little bit earlier God has said to both to Adam, hey, you can eat from any tree in the garden except for this one tree. That's all I'm asking. Just one tree. Don't eat there. And so they say, okay. And so this woman goes to the one tree that they're not supposed to eat from. And Satan comes around and starts to entice her. And she goes, man, that actually does look good. So maybe I could just try it. What's very interesting when you see this is obviously she disobeys God, but her man is standing right next to her. Adam is not down the orchard at another tree that she's got to go get him. Adam is standing right next to her. We don't need men in this world that are just going to stand right next to a woman as they go down a path against God. We need men that are going to step in the position and lead their woman to God and say, this is the direction you need to go. This is not controlling. Make sure you hear that. we got enough men that are trying to control different people. We need a man that's going to say, this is where we stand. Adam should have stepped in and said, hey, God has told us this is not what we're supposed to do. So I'm not telling you what to do, but what we need to do is go towards the way that God's calling us. Get away from this tree and just get away from this situation. He doesn't even question her. He doesn't even say, maybe you should not take that. He didn't lead at all. He's passive. Okay. You know, this looks good. What do you think, Adam? Uh, I don't know. I, I guess it's fine. We need men that are going to step up to the plate and be a leader. They're going to say, no, Eve, this is not what we're supposed to be doing. This is not what God's called us to. We need to move in a different direction. You need to come with me. We need leaders, not lazy people. That's your first quality. We need leaders. Second quality, we need honesty, not hiders. We need honesty not hiders. Where do we see this? Genesis, the next verse in verse 7 says this, At that moment, their eyes were opened, and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness, so they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. Men that love God are honest about their lives, not people who try to hide. Men that love God are honest about what's going on in their life. Immediately, they disobey God, and he's supposed to be a leader as a man. They disobey God. And instead of just going and saying, man, we made a mistake. We're going to touch a little bit here on responsibility in a second. So I don't want to get too much into this. He goes and immediately hides. Immediately he says, okay, we got we to gotta cover this up. We got to sew these fig leaves together, make sure we're all covered. Because now, whoa, we're naked and we can't be walking around like this. So, 
So I got to sew some fig leaves together and I got to jump behind the bush. So if God comes walking through the garden and wants to walk with us and talk with us, he's going to find out what we did. And I don't want to deal with it, so I'm just going to hide from it. And so instead of wanting to approach what's going on in the, their lives, he, he just pulls away and says, we got to hide. I can't do this anymore. I don't, wanna, I don't even want to deal with it. I don't even want to be honest with myself, so let's just cover it up. We don't need men who are just going to cover all these things up. When you got things going on in your life in a relationship, you need to be honest about them. Not try to hide behind it. You want to score some more points as a man in, in a relationship and you're beginning to date somebody, be up front with them before they even ask you. Hey, I just want you to know that I'm really struggling with this in my life and I'm not asking you to fix it. I'm not asking you to do anything other than just hear me tell you that this is a struggle and I'm working on it and I'm getting help. But I don't want to hide this from you. I don't want you finding out and, and then you get angry with me. So here, I just I don't want to hide behind anything. We need men to be vulnerable, and that's one of the hardest things for us to do because we're supposed to have it all together. We're supposed to look like we're tough, we ain't got no problems, and we can handle it. It's okay to be honest that we're struggling. It's okay to be honest that we don't have it all together. We need men that are going to be honest and people that don't hide. I, I was thinking about this, and many of you know my dog. His name's Coda, Siberian Husky, if you've ever... Um, seen pictures of him, or if you don't know who he is, that's who he is. That's about all I can describe. But many times when I used to come home, um, I lived in a house very close to here on one of these streets. I would come home, and, and when I first got him, I, I've never caged the dog, okay? So I know that's a bad thing. If you're a dog owner, it's a terrible thing to do, never to cage your dog, because then you don't teach him anything. Um, so I never caged him. I just thought for the first, like, six months I had him, I had blankets all over my floors, I said, he can just pee or poop on those. I ain't cleaning it up. We'll just have spots so it doesn't get anything dirty. Okay, so he's walking through all the time. I would always come home, and I always left my, like probably many of you, a trash can in my kitchen. Left trash can in my kitchen. I'm like, hey, what's, what's wrong with that? So I keep the trash can there. I got all my stuff from the night before, different meals that I've cooked. When I come home, I kid you not, every time when he was a puppy, the trash can is knocked over, the trash bag is pulled out of the trash can, and it's ripped up and there's stuff everywhere. How would you like to come home at 9 o'clock at night, walk through your door, and there's trash everywhere? It's not fun. So, me being single at the time, this was before Shannon, she's chilled me out a lot, I get, I'm like starting to punch walls. I live by myself, who cares if there's a hole in the wall? Like, I'm single, nobody needs to see. So I'm punching walls. I'm like, man, and so I get really angry, and immediately the dog knows. And so immediately the dog goes and runs under my bed and kind of scoots under there and gets all the way back in the corner because he knows. I don't hit my dog. I don't do any of that, but I just I get mad, and i got to let out my frustration. So he gets scared, and he goes and hides. Instead of coming, I mean, he can't talk, but at least coming there and sitting, maybe with his head down, at least I go, okay, you acknowledge you've done something wrong. But instead, he wants to hide. I don't want to get hit. I don't want to get hurt. I don't want to get yelled at. I just want to get out of the situation and not deal with it. No, we need people who are going to say, okay, I don't have it all together. I just want to be honest with you. Quality three. So we got a leader, honest. Quality three, courageous, not cowardly. 
It's kind of similar to leader, but courageous, not cowardly. Because here's what you need to understand. When I use this word courageous, you're going to see as I talk here in a second, that doesn't mean you mean you always succeed. Having courage is different than succeeding. You can still be brave. You can still move forward and fail. It's okay. But you need somebody who has courage. What does this mean? Uh, Genesis chapter 3, verse 10. Jumping down a little bit. He replied, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. This is Adam talking finally. Now, God now, after he's been hiding for a while, coming through and saying, Adam, where are you at? I'm looking for you. And he says, well, I heard you walking, and so I got scared and I hid, and, and I, was, I, I was naked, and so I didn't want you to see me, uh, uh, so I just, I just wanted to be away from the situation. Men that love God do not fear something even if they fail or are exposed. One of the biggest fears of men, I'll let you girls in on a secret, one of the biggest fears of a man is failing or being exposed. To be known as a failure for a guy is one of the most detrimental things to us because it's helping us see that there's a question we're trying to answer. Do I have what it takes? And for us to be a failure is telling us we don't have what it takes. For us to be exposed behind, maybe we were hiding behind something, maybe we weren't showing our true colors, it is us failing that we don't have what it takes. And so, so to be exposed or to be called a failure is one of the biggest things that's detrimental to us. And so Adam in this moment now is being exposed for what he's done. He's failed. I don't have what it takes. I can't hold it all together. And so instead of approaching that and being courageous and owning it and saying, okay, yeah, I failed. I'm just going to be a coward and kind of sit in the background and say, if I just don't ever approach this, it'll be fine. And we got guys out here in relationships saying, man, we think we know how to do relationships. And so we walk into the relationship. I know what to do. I know what presents I'm supposed to buy. I know how much time I'm supposed to send. I know what I'm supposed to say to her. And really, we don't, but we don't want to look like we don't know what we're doing. So we got to pretend like we know what we're doing. I know how to lead her towards God. I know. You know, I just got to show her different books of the Bible. I just got to hold her hand in church. That's leading her towards God. But you don't, you don't really know what that looks like. And so instead of just being courageous and saying, well, I'm going to walk the way I know, and if I fail, it's okay. I'm going to pick myself up and say, well, we're going to try it different the next time. We need men that are going to be courageous, that even if they fail, it's okay. You're not a failure. It's not the end of the world. I fail all the time with my wife. I fail all the time. She'll say something she wants me to care about. I don't care about it. So I, I act like I don't care about it. And she says, well, you don't care about it. Then she gets mad. I fail. It's okay. But that doesn't mean as a failure, I sit and wallow in my failure as a man and say, well, I just stink at everything. I'm a terrible husband. Might as well just stop being a husband. No, I pick myself up and say, man, I got to remember next time she's talking about this, I got to, even if it, even if I don't care, I got to pretend like I care. Because that's what she cares about. And I care about her, so what, when I care about her, I care about what she cares about. 
We need courageous men, not cowards. All of these are very similar in the sense, but understand we have a lot of cowardly men out there. We have a lot of cowardly men in a lot of different areas. We need you guys to step up. And the last quality, and we'll wrap it up. Quality four, responsible, not resistant. Responsible, not resistant. I think one of the most important ones besides being a leader is this one. Responsible, not resistant. And it says in verse 12, skip a few verses down after that. The man replied, it was the woman you gave me who gave me the fruit and I ate it. Men who love God take responsibility instead of pushing blame on others. This is huge. Because one of the biggest things anybody doesn't like is taking responsibility or responsibility for failure or a mistake. I guarantee you, if somebody did something in here, you don't want to take responsibility. It's our nature. We don't want to get in trouble. You go through and say you... You were throwing a ball in here and you break all three of these lights hanging up here. And I say, who did it? Somebody's not going to be like, oh, it was me. Just want you to know. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I just want to take responsibility. Probably you're going to sit there for a little bit. See, well, will they wrap me out? You think, you think she's going to wrap me out? If, 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 if he asks again, you think they'll wrap me out? No, we don't want to take responsibility. Neither does Adam in this moment. He goes, God, what are you looking at me for? She's the one that ate it, and not only did she eat it, she gave it to me. I don't even know what the fruit was. She just gave it to me. I took it because I thought it was something to eat. I don't buy it, Adam. I don't buy it. You need to be responsible for the person that you chose to be with. In a sense, he didn't really choose. God made her for him. But you need to take responsibility that you made the decision to go against what I commanded you not to do. We got guys out here saying, well, it was the way I was raised. That's why I treat her this way. It's all the trauma that I face. It's all the pain that I face. It's all the relationships I've been a part, for, a part of for the past years that's made me the way that I am today. And so that's why I act this way towards her. Stop blaming other people. You've got the ability to be the man that you're called to be. Take responsibility for it. There's nothing wrong with admitting, what did we just talk about being honest? Take responsibility in your life. Yeah, I was supposed to, I was supposed to feed Willow, and I forgot. And now she's, now she's angry. I shouldn't have said, well, if you weren't sitting around all day, Shannon, you probably would have, you probably would have been able to feed her. No, 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 no. I was supposed to feed her, and I forgot. So I take responsibility. I'm not blaming other people. One of the best qualities besides being a leader, I think, is right here, is you as a man saying, I take responsibility. You are called to be the leader in the relationship. Whether you want to believe it or not, girls, you, you probably don't like that in the sense. And if you want to talk more, look in Ephesians 5. It'll show you what your role is. And we're both supposed to be submissive people to each other. The, the man's called to lead in the relationship, whether you want to or not. And so if you're going to be a leader, leaders take responsibility for mistakes that are made. So guys, here's your four qualities. A leader, you're honest, you're courageous, and you're responsible. I wish it was some acronym or it came out to a word, but it didn't. I don't sit around all day and try to figure out something cool. 
That's what it is. It's a leader. You're honest. You're courageous. And you're responsible. Guys, you want to hit a home run with a girl that you can spend the rest of your life with? Work on these four things. Work on these four things. This is what a girl honestly is looking for. And this is what you should be living as what God's called us to. As a leader, as honest, as courageous, and as responsible. Next week we'll look at the girl's side, but, but these are your four qualities. Look for a man that loves God, girls. Don't settle for anything less. Now when I say don't look for a man that loves God, that doesn't mean he goes to church. Only. He should go to church. Just because he goes to church doesn't mean he loves God. Just because he says he's a Christian doesn't mean he loves God. Look very meticulously when you date because this is the biggest decision you'll make besides asking Jesus into your heart. Be very, very cautious. As I was thinking about this to close it out, here's a little story for you. One of my favorite games, and some of you might have heard this game, it's on Xbox, it's called Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves. And what this game is, is you're a pirate. You're a pirate, and you have these different, kind of like, they call them outposts, and you go to this place, and you get different missions, get on, and, and, and what you do is you go and look for buried treasure. That's all it is. It's kind of dumb to a lot of people, because it's like, you want to sit down and just find buried treasure all day. Well, it's kind of fun. You get on this ship, and, and, and you say, okay, I'm going to accept this mission, and so you pull out this map. You literally, there's a map. You press this button, and he pulls it out like this, and he looks at it. Shows you the island where this treasure's at, and then there's an X on that island where the treasure's at. So then you have to go to the big map that shows you the whole map of where all the islands are, and you got to zoom in and figure out, okay, where's the same shape, and look for that. Once you find it, you can mark it. Then once you get there, you get on the island, you got to hold it up and see which way is the island facing, and then this is exactly where I need to go, and there's different things that try to stop you, all that kind of stuff. But then once you get there, you go to the spot, and then you pull out your shovel, and you should dig, and you'll hear this like clunk if you've hit the right spot. And then you keep digging, keep digging, and then you pull it up, and then you find the treasure, and you pick it up, and you bring it back to your ship, and then you can go trade it in and get gold or whatever for it. It's the whole essence of the game. But, but basically what you're doing is, is finding the map of this is how you get to the spot where the treasure is at exactly. It doesn't give you the exact coordinates. It gives you an X on the island says this is where you need to go. Women, here is your treasure map. These are the steps and the places that you're looking for a person is somebody that's a leader, that's courageous, that's honest and responsible. Here's your map to find the treasure. You're the sailor getting on the ship as you go out there into the world looking at a relationship, going, okay, what do I even look for? Where's there a map to show me? This is your map. You want to know where the treasure's at? Men that act and have these qualities. I know one we didn't spend time on, but is the most important is obviously somebody that loves God. Somebody that lives a life for what God wants for the life. Here's your treasure map. You have the ability, just like a sailor in that game, to go after that or not. But hopefully I'm leading you down the path to a person you want to spend the rest of your life with. Find a man that loves God.